Welcome into a Toast of Film, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm one of your hosts, Evo. And we also have... Special guests in the house. Choo-choo! <laughs> Who's that? Jerfy. The the legend himself has come out to... Mr. Hi, how are you? <laughs> we got the Florida man in the house. Because hey, not... he doesn't just come for any episode. I'm not wearing that shirt, I think. You can't say that. Because, you know... He's Georgia Southern's proudest graduate. Screw you, Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. We uh, we jam-packed this episode with bangers. I mean, can we say uh, Marvel is back? Or should we maybe, you know, maybe, ease into maybe, it? Maybe. We'll should, we oil, should we oil them up first before we... Let's wait to the Loki finale before we say Marvel's back. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, no, it's already it's yeah, back. It's back. But I will say this. Tonight, I'm going to go ahead and say... Best drink we've ever had on a toast film. Oh man! Period. I mean, best mixed drink for sure. Best drink to me. Period. Yeah. I mean, because it's not freaking IPA. Mm. Don't, how many don't break my heart like this. How many mixed drinks have you had on here? This is uh, number had, three. Yeah, three, three or four. Because I was say. no, three. Be, been a part of it. Because so. we had um, we did Crown and Seven Up, mm-hmm. and then we did um, Straight. We did whiskey straight. Oh, the, it is four. Yeah. Because we did um we did the um, old fashions. Old fashions. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. So that's a good little yeah. mix. But um yeah, I'm excited about this one, guys, because uh oh man, it tastes fantastic. Yeah. Um but but guys, before we get into this review and before we tell y'all about the drink, which y'all need to listen to this recipe, two ingredients. So be ready for that. Oh yeah. And I mean it's named after the best character in this. Oh, absolutely. But before we get into that, guys, the MCU, I mean, this year, they, last year, you know, last year was a rough year for everybody. But this year, we had WandaVision. We had Captain America and Winter Soldier. Absolutely. We have Loki, which if y'all haven't seen Loki, I, I want you to slap yourself for me. Man, yeah, which I, I will be slapping myself. Team Gator. <laughs> but and then today we went or actually yesterday at the time of a recording we went to a packed opening night IMAX for an mm-hmm. MCU movie it felt it felt so good Jeff how did it feel relieving relieving it did because I can honestly say for the longest time, I mean, maybe The Conjuring a little bit gave me a, a spark. Yeah. But a Marvel movie back in theaters. We yeah. hadn't seen a Marvel movie in a while. A full-packed crowd and just continuing the MCU storyline, man. It just it gives you that nostalgia, which is weird because it was not too long ago. And I'll say this. It was a full-packed crowd of fans. Because, like, when I saw F9, like... I think there's a contingency of people yeah. that just go see the Fast and Furious movies, but they don't really care about movies. Yeah, I'm convinced because, dude, the the just the overall feel of the crowd. Yeah, between those two was totally different. Well, it's because the Fast and Furious fans they're probably thinking what everyone else is thinking. This was supposed to be about driving. Yeah, what happened to driving cars and still in DVD players? Since since when does uh, sports cars, um, you know, drift on Saturn's ring? 
down here. Oh, God. <laughs> and when do they start fighting Goku and Superman? <laughs> oh, God. Well, look, let's get Those in. Those could have happened because I've never seen them. So they, they could have happened in the past, not because I've never seen them. Exactly. The fact that Jerfy was just like, I don't know if you're making that up or not, proves our point. Yeah. But let's get into our review. Before we get into the review, because yeah. this is going to be a good one. First MCU review. Yeah. We have to talk about this drink. So Trey found this drink. I will give this to him. I'm giving full credit to Trey. <laughs> he told me about it, and I was like, okay, sounds yeah. interesting. But guys, you want to talk about a smooth drink. Oh, man. You want to talk right about now. a dangerous drink. Taste it right now. Because you can keep drinking this, and you'll be feeling pretty good. And man, all the credit goes to... This vodka, I never thought I would like. Exactly. I didn't think I would either. And now it's opened my eyes to a whole plethora of drinks. Guys, whipped cream vodka, right? First sound, it's like, oh man, if y'all are like me, I'm not a sweets guy. I don't like sweet drinks. I'm a whiskey man. I'm an IPA man. So first I'm like, man, this just does not sound, you know, up my alley. Then you start mixing it and you realize, no. This is exactly what was up so my alley. The drink, the White Widow, which yeah. is yet named after Yelena. Yep. Played by Florence Pugh. Oh. You know, Bay Number One. Absolutely. The White Widow is simply put half whipped cream vodka. Mm. Which what brand did we go with? Oh, we went Smirnoff. Smirnoff. Yeah. You know, because you can get a big bottle for a reasonable yeah. price. At least you know where we go. Oh yeah. And then you mix that with Simply Limeade. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's all you drink. need. That's literally all you need. Now, we made a couple of variable ones. We did a watermelon? No, what was the one where we added something to it? We added a key lime shot. It oh, was yeah. A, like a cream shot. So Which that was pretty good, too. It, well, it added because it was a mix of vodka and rum. Yeah. Which really gives it you know a little bit more body. But guys, let me tell you, we cannot say enough good things about this. This was a crowd pleaser. Yeah, every, not one person disliked it. Everyone had five, I mean, six Y'all know drinks. me. I don't go too deep. I was. I had already drank three without even thinking about it. Yeah. Because it's, like, just to put it in perspective for those who have experienced this, and if you have, I'm sorry, but it's smoother than a Jello shot, and that's saying something. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could chug this, no problem. You this would, would be like chugging... You'd be on number five... And you'd yeah. forget whose house you were in. <laughs> but they would go down so quick, you wouldn't have yeah, time to exactly. realize it. So we went to the store to get the vodka. We were like, how many should we get? One, like, regular or small yeah. regular yeah. size? So we got that. And then we went back and got a bigger We went size. back an hour and a half later. This is a, this is a true story. <laughs> yeah. We went, we got the small bottle. An hour later, we went back for the bigger, for the bigger bottle. Because we had already gone through an entire yeah, bottle. Yeah. And we would have kept drinking if we, if we didn't run out of the limeade. Yeah, but. we ran out of simple limeade, and, you know, we're trying to be responsible. Yeah. You know. But, guys, I want us to dive right into this... Uh, Black Widow, this baby. Black Widow, because here's the thing. When we watched the movie, we talked about it a little bit. But mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't dive in deep. One thing's for sure. I'm done running from my past.
you know, this podcast, it's about yeah. educating the people. Absolutely. So I'll just say this as a little prep, and then I'm just going to let us go hog wild on this. Mm-hmm. So this is the 24th Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Mm. Number 24. It was directed by Kate Shortland. She, I looked up her credentials. She's directed like TV episodes, shorts. So this is her... Unless, break. unless I reread something, this is her film debut. Yeah. Which, pretty impressive, maybe. Yeah. And then the writer is Eric Pearson. So this is his solo writing debut. Mm. But he co-wrote Thor Ragnarok with two oh. other people. Yeah, that's a winner. And he did touch-up writing. Listen to this. This is, this is quite a list for touch-up writing. Because it says rewrites, but... You know, if you know what rewrites are, it's just yeah. touch-up writing. Yeah. He did touch-up writing for Pacific Rim 2, okay. Spider-Man Homecoming, Ooh. the first Ant-Man, Infinity War and Endgame, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Detective Pikachu. Oh, man. This I mean, not guy, a bad movie among it. This guy is a writing stud. Let me go ahead and tell you, because I love about every single one of those movies. Yeah. Man, what a list. So, okay, so we've already, you know, eased in. The viewers know what caliber this movie can be with the writers and directors helming. Actors already, of course. Yeah, I mean, great list of actors and actresses. Who wants to start this? You know what? Let's let Jerfy start us out. Jeff, this is what I I want you to do, buddy. I want Mm -hmm. you to give your... Three biggest pros and your three biggest cons. I like that. Yeah. Because I want to hear all of ours. Three biggest pros, I would say the action, I think, was, was really good. I think the choreography was, was pretty good. Um, I thought the acting was really good, especially Florence Pugh. Yes. was really good, especially at the dinner table scene. Yes. Um... And the jacket. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget that jacket. It has pockets. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then I think the other big pro, I think, was also uh, David Harbour, I think, was was also really good. He was very good, man. And I would say the cons... Yeah, give us three cons. What are... I feel like there should have been more spy stuff. Okay. Maybe because like the first half of the movie, it was kind of spy yeah. Then the last half was like your typical Marvel movie trope. Yeah, blow yeah. him up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Uh, Which we're never too mad at, no, but we still wanted something a little bit more. Yeah. I get that. I think second con would be are, is the seriousness of the, of the topics that they talk about. They sort of brush off a little bit with humor, which I think it flows well, but I feel like it could have done better without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think... The other con would be maybe the villain wasn't as strong as you think it would be, or just the general tone of it. Because we know we know pretty much everybody's gonna live. All the guys gonna live in the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Based on the end of Endgame. So. Yeah. I mean, ever, everyone's seen Endgame. Yeah, we can yeah. go ahead and say. Yeah. You know, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, Natasha Romanoff, whatever you want to call her, yeah. she dies in Endgame. So, be- so because of that, I feel like the, the the villain wasn't big enough, and I feel like the, the I guess, the tension wasn't as strong because of that. Yeah. And real quick, 
let's save all of our final, you know, cheers rating till the very end. Wow. After we all give our pros and cons. But that's solid, Jeff. That's solid. Eddie, you want to go, buddy? Sure. All right, so pros, I will say the casting was a huge pro for me. Mm -hmm. Florence Pugh, like, she stole the movie. I don't care what anybody says. She was a lot better than Natasha Romanoff Mm -hmm. to me. She was better than everybody, but I still like everybody. I think everybody had their place. David Harbaugh, Rachel Weisz, Scarlett Johansson, you know, Taskmaster. I think everybody they picked was a solid choice. Yeah. Also pro was, like Jeff said, I think the action is cool. Yeah. Like, there's a scene involving a lot of widows. Yes. Where we get to see them together. One of my favorite scenes. And, you know, they're beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And to see their tactics, Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I agree. Like, I didn't really care so much for, like, your typical Marvel stuff. Like, there's an avalanche and, you know, something explodes. Stuff like that I didn't care for. But the fight scenes and stuff yeah. like that, where it's kind of like, even though I don't like these movies, it was kind of like the Bourne movies. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I agree. And then my final pro is it had pigs. It had pigs. Eddie. If it has pigs, your boy's there. It, it did. But let me get into the cons, because okay. I have some very big cons. Mm. One, like Jeff said, I have a huge con with the fact that they're dealing with some serious subject matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about children being sold into essentially slavery slash um, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, That's there's really a what happened. there's a scene yeah. with like you know an animal being abused in a very terrible way. Yeah, and like Jeff said, like they mention it, but then they're just like, oh, but look over here. Let's show you some cool action, or oh. Let me tell you a joke real quick. It's like, you needed to commit one. Like, I'm fine with there being jokes and action to take away from that, but you need to really sell me that this is just abominable. This is just, you know, terrible. Yeah. And I don't think they did that. Yeah. And one big one, and I mean, I get it, but I kind of hated it. Like, I was kind of annoyed by the accents. Mm, like, okay. they're Russian, I get that, but most of them are not living in Russia. Yeah. So, like, Black Widow, she don't got no accent anymore. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping, like, because Florence Pugh was the only one who was, like, really trying. Yeah. Like, Rachel Vice is being Rachel Vice. Yeah. And David Harbaugh is being your drunken uncle. Yeah, David Harbaugh was... Uh, I loved him, though. But let me tell you my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if y'all agree with me on this, because this one is a huge complaint. Mm-hmm. So we get a couple of twists, like the identity of ta- Taskmaster, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But for me, we know she's going to live. Yeah. So to me, you're writing. Now, like we said, this is a first time like solo writer. Yeah. But to me, you're writing needs to really hit me. Like, I need to be getting hit with unexpected things mm-hmm. left and right. Right. I need to be shocked. And, like, the few shocks they get, like, you know, there's a big reveal. Yeah. That, I mean, they're cool, but, 
like I wasn't shocked. I was just like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Like I needed some more grit. Yeah. You know, since we know she's going to live, like maybe, you know, somebody important dies yeah. or something like that. Like I just, I needed more from yeah. the writing. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's solid, man. That's also, solid. Can I add some to your Taskmaster bit? Yeah. I think he could have been, been dealt with a, little, a lot better. Yeah. As a character. I mean. he didn't say anything in that movie. Well, I I get why, though. Because, like, the old, like... Yeah. Like, I get that, but I think they did fine because the action with Taskmaster's <laughs> great. Yeah. The costume no, is amazing. That's costume true. Costume is like, amazing. And all other media I've seen of Taskmaster, he's a... He's talking. He's kind of quippy a little bit. Yeah, Taskmaster's yeah, very but talkative. For the arc they went with Taskmaster, they it made more talk. sense. Yeah, he couldn't talk because you know when they finally revealed the identity. Yeah, no, I, I get it the way they did it, but I just I wanted to see more. Yeah, of, you wanted original Taskmaster. Yeah, I don't mind what they did. I just wanted to see more more talk. I get what you're saying. Maybe they could have had a voice modulator where you couldn't yeah. tell. You know, but and I, so that I will agree with you. But um, bring me the boy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, okay, so for me, the biggest pro to me was the first 30 minutes of the movie. The opening of the yeah. movie was a 10 out of 10 for me. I when I didn't know what I was getting just yet, and I saw that intro, that first 15, 20, even 30 minutes in. Yeah. I said, yeah, this is that movie I love. I you know, I love... And David Harbo was talking English. Yeah, he was. He wasn't trying to put on a Russian accent. Well, that's true. But... He wasn't a Russian prison. Yeah. Maybe he Not in the t- first 15 minutes. No. No, but later on, no. when the breaker But he was yeah. undercover, so he had to put on a you know regular English accent. I'm just accent. saying, that sounded so much better. Well, I don't know. I didn't, that didn't bother me. Family! <laughs> I thought he sounded good, though. I thought his accent nah, was really dude. good, man. It was. It sounded very Russian. Okay, but keep going. But I loved how dark and gritty the first half was. You know, I yeah. with you know it being very serious in the beginning um, with their childhood. Yeah, I mean, I was all about that, and that opening with the music yeah. that they went with was fantastic. It was the cover of uh, yeah, yeah, Lincoln Park. No, it was uh, um, a Nirvana. Smoking yeah, Spirit. Yeah. Oh man. Hello. Oh, it was so good. Another thing I really liked was I love the costume designs. Oh, the they killed it. Costume Dude, designs Taskmaster, were amazing. Yelena. <laughs> uh, yeah. The snowsuit for Black Widow. Yeah. Red oh. Guardian. Oh my god, it was amazing. And I loved, you know, I love the acting, love the cinematography, and I know y'all brought this up what big for y'all, but. I loved the avalanche scene. That that was that one Marvel scene that you, I hated the avalanche. scene. Oh, I loved the avalanche scene. It gives me, it gave me that Marvel blockbuster, you know. And I thought that was really cool. Um, so I was I was happy with it. And I thought the views were beautiful in that. So I really liked it. But let's get into the cons, okay? Now there's a huge spoiler I cannot give away. So I'm gonna say my biggest complaint. And when I say my biggest complaint. It is a huge complaint I have, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it in code, so y'all are exactly going to know what I'm talking about. And it's the thing I'm going to say is what bothered me the most, okay? Mm-hmm. And that is air traffic control. <laughs> that just absolutely killed me. I didn't understand why they went with that at all. 
Hmm? And um, I'll have to explain it to y'all later. But it... Yeah, because Eddie and I are like, what the fuck? Yeah. It absolutely... It had a... It really bothered me, you know, about this. Can so. you mouth it to me? I'll, I'll tell you on a minute. I'll tell you on a well, minute. But it would help with the with us knowing um, your criticism. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> that killed me. Oh, so Mr. Avalanche, he's fine with the avalanche, but the other like big stupid thing. Avalanche could happen though. I mean, that could happen. Mm, no kidding. Oh yeah. Because in a universe where we got gods, we got the undead, that's the most unrealistic thing. But in a movie that's supposed to be grounded, that was a little far-fetched for me. I mean, I'll give you that. But I'm just saying, like, that's my problem with the Avalanche movie. Because the way they shot it, like, they stayed on it too long. Like, why are they going to fly the helicopter around the building three times to go pick up David Harbaugh? Well, because he wouldn't go up top. But I'm saying he never did. They had to swoop around to go in between the bridges. I don't so. know. I just think so. it was stupid. Because if they would have gone straight, the cable would have got hit on the other like <laughs> air swings. traffic control. Yeah, because that just kept bothering me. You should have said, "What's the what's that thing from Star Wars where Lando lives?" But see, that's what was going. The reason I said that specifically, mm-hmm. that's what was going through my mind the whole time. I said, oh. "Is air traffic control aware of this? How are they not?" Hitting this, they they Dude, they would shield. Yeah, they, they, they would have been aware of that because with, with radar, anybody what, would. Exactly, would that's up. what bothered me about it because that would have. If been... I may, the only thing that that saves them is different countries. Like if that was in the U.S., yeah, oh, yeah, I'll give you that. It just still bothered me. Yeah, I mean, I give kind of, it fell in the well, kind of spoilery, but no, yeah. it wasn't the U.S. Because he had all those, all the, uh, when the Ross at the end. Yeah, but he was, he was going country to country trying to find her. And he just happened to be in the country when, when, when they fell? Dude, he has a way. Well, I just saying. She might have even tipped him off. Maybe. That was my biggest point. So that's okay, my first con, that. okay? That's my first con that I really just could not get behind. Number two, another big complaint for me is. A little bit of the... This isn't a big complaint, okay? But a little bit of the dynamic between the two sisters, they had this, like, almost a hatred, you know, for one another. Or Well, one did because she felt abandoned, you know? And... But at the same time, there's spies that are trained to have no feelings. But yet, feelings was, like, the only thing that guided them. Now, granted... I know Natasha made that point. She said, what makes us different is I have a heart. You know what I mean? And she was given a heart. But I think something that bothered me was like, I wanted a little more in the writing. Maybe a little more at stake. Um, Because they haven't seen each other in so long. I was kind of hoping something better than just like sneaking into the house and, oh, hey, I hadn't seen you in so many years. You know what I mean? I wanted more of a a reconnect or something stronger that was going to bond them. You know what I mean? It was just me personally, you know? But at number three, it would have to be Taskmaster. Because Taskmaster was, in the trailer, everything you wanted. Everything you wanted in the trailer. But I was wanting more of a boss fight. And we never really got it. We never really got the boss fight. The whole time, it was more evasion. 
you know? It was, you know, Natasha running away, and... Because um, they, they know how bad of a guy he is. That's true. Away. That's true. If I may, mm. I'll say this, if I can add another complaint. Because mm. I told y'all, I personally love the direction they went yeah. with Taskmaster. Oh, I love the twist. Like, I love the twist, I love the action, I love the suit. Yeah. But, and... I will challenge anyone to, like, argue this. This movie, when you get, like, you know, because, I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you know, you get Natasha versus the Red Room Widows. Yeah. And you get Natasha versus Taskmaster. This movie, if you consider that, like, either one of those or both the boss fight. Yeah. Had the most anticlimactic boss fight of the entire MCU. I agree, and here's the thing. And that means that Ant-Man versus Yellow Jacket was more climactic than this. Well, yeah, I don't know if I would put it that low, but it is At low. least we got Thomas the Train in that one. We did, but I will say, just to add to this point, I think the thing that was going through my head the whole time, I love when they make a villain tough. That's one of my favorite things. So in, in the middle of the movie, when... Taskmaster was just abusing Natasha left mm-hmm. and right and showing how tough, you know, Taskmaster is, then I'm all for it. I love it. But I also like to see the hero overcome yeah. and learn, you know, and adapt. But Natasha never did. And the whole time, I'm thinking to myself, you are an Avenger. Like, if you think about it, look back in the movie. Natasha never won a fight. Never even came close to winning a fight against Taskmaster. Not once. And I wanted a a little, you know, a little I, bit. She did in the beginning, in the in the beginning of their fight, in the beginning. But, but it that was, was until Tatman started copying her moves. But at the still though, she was always on the defense. And that's true. Well, yeah. she ta- did have a couple of good defending moves. With Taskmaster, that's the person that you're supposed to be defending. Like, on the defense again. I mean, that's true. And to me, it's lazy writing, because I even was thinking this in the movie while we were watching it. Right. The only way to beat Taskmaster is you have to be completely unpredictable. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping Natasha would, instead of the way they went, which, I mean, I'm still okay with. Like I said, this is one of my smaller complaints, because I really enjoyed the movie. it's, It's either lazy writing... Yeah. Or it's just incompetent writing, but I mean, for a first-time writer, first-time writer, not bad, not bad at all. So it also might not have been part of the plan because he, he may not have been part of the story to have Taskmaster be a fully fledged out character. Yeah, how he was portrayed. In the I movie. think what happened, and you know, I'll say this before we get into our ratings and all that and yeah. final thoughts. I think what happened is. They announced a Black Widow movie, mm-hmm. and they had to fall through with it. Yeah, but they didn't care. Well, that's true. Yeah, I agree. And I'll I want to add one last thing. When I was talking about air traffic control, mm-hmm. to to add to what I was actually hoping for, instead of that code word Lando Calrissian. Yes, I was hoping for more. It's a, lo- under- it's a much better code word. Yeah, I know. It makes more sense. <laughs> hey, I thought Jeff would get it because I said that exact same thing in the theaters. But Well, I was just thinking about the opening scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, 
I was hoping for the big bad guy. Yeah. The one that was controlling all. I was really hoping for more of like espionage, John Wick in the streets. But we got something. I mean, we got Roger Moore villain. Yeah, it, yeah. In a way, exactly, exactly. I was hoping for more gritty. You know, it, it turned out to be. And didn't they even play a Roger Moore movie? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They played a Roger Moore Bond. Dude, I'm telling so you. So it really actually was foreshadowing a yeah. little bit. But um, so I mean, like I said, my pro and my con intertwine because yeah. my biggest pro was the first 30 minutes because it was gritty, dark, very much spy, yeah. espionage, Black Widow. And then the last half, they tried to keep that, which they, for the most part, stayed on the tracks, but something's got just a little too campy for yeah. me. You know? But, all right, guys, so shall we start with the Cheers ratings? Because yeah. I'm still ready. Let's go, let's do Trey, Jeff, me. Because it's in a little circle. So my Cheers rating is still a four out of five because even with the complaints and I think some of this does need to be attributed because I haven't seen a Marvel movie in so long and this movie was so grand because I don't know this movie just brought back theaters for me too like this movie did more than what it was supposed to do this movie also was kind of the Really, what Christopher Nolan was trying to do with Tenet, bringing yeah. back movies, bringing back attendance, they, Marvel did that with Black Widow. Well, F9 did that. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But we'll see the, what has the bigger box Before office. we get to Jeff, I want all, all of us to also do this. Mm-hmm. So this is 24th movie. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of one, two, three, mm-hmm. would you say this is in the top eight movies? middle eight movies or bottom eight movies so for me it's in the mcu for me it's gonna have to be bottom eight okay um but it might be right on the edge of the bottom eight and the last of the you know middle eight because i do think it was really good like when i think of bottom eight i'm thinking bad movies but really i speak for all of us we only really have a handful of bad mcu movies (laughs) incredible hope you know, oh yeah. But so this would be very top on my bottom eight, maybe on the you know, very edge, but just because there's so many good ones, yeah. Um, I'd have to put this bottom eight. Jeremy? <laughs> I'll probably have to say the same thing. Bottom eight, but at the very edge of the middle eight. Okay, yeah. and your cheers rating out of five? I would say three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we got a four, a three and a half, but both bottom eight. Mine is also bottom eight, <coughs> but unlike Trey and Jeff, mine is unquestioned bottom eight mm-hmm. because I love the MCU mm-hmm. and I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have an inclination to rewatch it anytime soon, but I mean, opinions change because when I first saw Guardians Volume 2, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. But then... I have grown where that one I love now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But for right now, I give it a three point five. Okay. Because I liked more than I than I didn't. Yeah. Very true. But what really hurts it for me is I personally think this movie and I've told you, I like the movie. Yeah. I like all the 
you know, characters. Yeah. I just don't like some of the script and tone choices. But to me, this movie is a piece of trash when you compare it to WandaVision. Yeah. When you compare it to Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. Especially when you compare it to Loki. Cause yeah. It, at the time of this recording, if y'all saw this week's episode... Mm. <laughs> Man. I mean, I, I think that's well said because it's it's not that we don't like the movie. It's that you're comparing it to Juggernauts. Yeah. I mean, we, we're talking in-game, which is the highest grossing movie of all time. We're talking... One of the first Avengers, we're talking... I'll tell you this. If they had took the tone... If they... How about this? You ready for this? And and the listeners won't understand this, but you two will understand this perfectly. Mm. If you took the writers and director of Winter Soldier mm. and gave them this script, let them rework it, this could be a this could be top eight movie. This to me could have been a top eight movie because everything was there. Yeah, everything was there, and they had great ideas, like the scene with all the widows, yeah, fighting, and then also the scene with all the widows in uniform with stance and fighting training. Styles. Training that was one of my favorite scenes, yeah. man. It was just a just a bad, you know, awesome moment, you know. But guys. So that is our review, but now, you know, it's not a toast to film without a list. Oh, yeah. And so this week, you know, I was like, it, I mean, me and Trey have said this a million times. Oh, when yeah. we worked at the bank, we do, would do lists all the time when we worked together. Mm-hmm. And we have MCU, just done about every single MCU list you could think of. Yeah. So I had to think of a new one. So this is what I tasked with the, these gentlemen and myself with. So, original six Avengers excluded. Mm-hmm. That is Thor, Iron Man, Steve Rogers, Hulk, yep. Hawkeye, and Black Widow. Yep. So you can't choose them, but the entirety of the MCU, characters, side characters, main characters, villains, yep. you name it, everyone else's game, you have to choose one person to be your best friend, one person to date, Two people to protect you when things go down. So basically your squad. Yep. You know, the people that you trust the most. Oh, yeah. And one person to be your arch nemesis. Now, of course, you'll encounter plenty of villains. But you got to pick that one person that you just like... When you see each other, it's like Dwight and Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Can I start this one? Yeah, yes. we'll do the same thing. We'll go Trey, Jerfy, okay. myself. So well, we've, on, we've discussed a lot of ours, but we, yeah. we've less discussed Trace. Yeah. So I we can't choose any of the six of for any of the list for anything for anything. Okay. Because to me, that's I mean, it goes without saying. Tony Stark, Thor, you know, Steve Rogers are almost guaranteed yeah. to be on some part of your list. Yeah. So let's do this, because you're very familiar with this. Call them out as you want me to answer them. Okay, so here's what I want you to answer. Okay. First, who is your best friend? Best friend? Valkyrie. Ooh. Because it was Thor, but then I forgot it can't be Thor. So Valkyrie would be my next, because the girl's good looking, mm-hmm. and she can drink. And I could, I would be also, drinking head to head with her because this is up to date with MCU. Yeah, Valkyrie is the queen of Asgard. Yeah, so Trey 
in addition to whoever the two are protecting him, yeah. he also has the entirety of Asgard and the Valkyries oh, yeah. on his side. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's just a hoot. Yeah. So she would be my best friend. So let's... let's... That's, a, that's a solid choice. Okay. okay. Now, who are you dating? Lady Sif. Oh. Unquestionable. I don't know Un- why I didn't know that. Unquestionable. As often as Trey has talked about... If y'all don't know, Trey yeah. has talked about Lady Sif since Thor came out. She's beautiful. She is my, my princess, okay? They brought her back in Loki. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, for an episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lady Sif, unquestionable. Not even, not even that a- one. I don't even think we need to. Yeah, talk. Okay, so who is the first person you chose to defend you? Heimdall. Oh, you sneaky sob. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm gonna allow it because technically he's dead. But that wasn't part of it. Though. Yeah, but that wasn't part of it. Yeah. So we're just say he's still alive. Yeah. And he can see everything. That's yeah. clever. And number two, because you made me rethink some things, Surtur. <laughs> Surtur? The demigod who killed Hela, supposedly? Yeah, I'm just, I was like, Surtur? Think about this. I got Heimdall that can tell me when someone's coming and he can see anything. And all I gotta do is summon Surtur? Oh, bro. See it coming a mile away and get them to face a demigod? Are you kidding me? Not to mention Heimdall can teleport you. And yes, and he can teleport me. And Surtur does have that dragon thing as yeah. well as like an army of minions. Yeah. Okay, that's a solid choice. So, I mean, I'm pretty protected. I'm very protected. Now, who, here's the real question. So, you, I mean, you might have to face Thanos, mm. Dark Elves, you name it. Mm. Villains are everywhere. Mm. But who is your arch nemesis? This one was easy for me. Easy. And I haven't told y'all at all about this one. Oh, you changed it from the Watcher? No, the Watcher at first was someone who was going to defend me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. My arch enemy? The Collector. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I would be so jealous of everything because if y'all know me, I'm the biggest collector. Yeah. Collect movies, collect Pokemon cards, collect anything that I have a passion for, and the collector would get the best stuff every time and would drive me nuts. And he's also, like, so annoying. Yeah. I love it, though. Like, yeah. Benicio... Oh, he was great. ...is a god for that acting. Let me he tell did. you, I love the collector in the movies. Yeah. But as someone that I am just like him, he would rob me of everything. Of everything. Oh, yeah. So... The collector would be my enemy. Dude, you'd be going to get something, yeah. and he would like have somebody bring it to him and buy it. Yeah. Which, just, here's what's funny. Just to spite me. No one has ever... I mean, it's in the comics, I'm sure. But in the MCU, you notice they've never explained how he has so much wealth? Yeah. He's just, I, I need it for my collection. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so... So, rundown. Best friend. Okay, best friend, um, Valkyrie. Girlfriend. Lady Sif, not even a question. Protectors. Wife. Heimdall and Surtur. And your arch nemesis. The Collector. Alright, Jeff, you're on the hot seat. Who is your best friend? My best friend would be Star-Lord. <laughs> Just a guy that knows how to have a good time. Yep. He's, he's funny. And he's got, he's always got some kind of plan to get out of trouble. Yeah. If, if need be. True. 
Real quick, can I just say something? Because this really bugs me. So if somebody listens to this, I want, I hope that you're one of the people I'm about to talk about. Mm -hmm. Do you know what annoys me? Out of all the annoying trolls for MCU, do you know what, like, makes me instantly mad? And Trey knows that I can get instantly mad very quick. Do you know what makes me instantly mad? Is the people who are still... Like, they're so stupid, they're still giving Star-Lord shit about ruining the plan to get the glove off Thanos. Oh, yeah. When Doctor Strange watched 13 million things, and the one where Star-Lord messes up the plan is the only one That's they win. That's supposed to happen. Yeah. The only one where they win. Yeah. Like, use your brains, people. Ugh. That just, uh annoys yeah. me so much. Yeah, I wonder... Yeah. I've had to shut so many people down. <laughs> like, it just it annoys me. It had to work out Because I'm not smart, but he clearly said, I watched 13 million. Billion. Thir- oh, yeah. Excuse me. 13 billion with a B. Yeah. And the only one they win is the one where Star Wars screws it up. Yeah. Because you got to have some mistakes to have... Yeah. It's, it's the unpredictability. Exactly. Factor. All right. So Jeff, Star Lord's your best friend, which is going, which is a funny answer when I get up to the podium. Okay. <laughs> so Jeff, who are you dating? Well, Eddie, who'd you swipe right on on the Tinder app? Well, like, I was gonna go with Valkyrie. Solid choice because you'd be the king of Asgard. But then I realized I don't think I really, really want to be king. It would be nice, but that's not really the kind of guy I am. Yeah, Jeff's a humble man. He's so humble. I'll take. King. I'm gonna change my answer to Peggy Carter. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Peggy's fine as hell. She's British. She's smart. She can kick ass. She's British. See, I couldn't be Peggy's best friend because I'd want to date her. (laughs) And it would just be torture. It'd be like when you're... That's who's dating. Huh? Oh, oh, I thought that was... No, best best friend is Star-Lord. Oh, so the woman you'd want to date is, is Peggy? Peggy? Oh, great choice, okay, man. Jeff, who are your two folks Solid choice, Jeff. that you call in for backup and you trust with your life? So number one would be Nick Fury. Solid. Because yeah. even though he's human, he's director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he has so many moves. And resources. His moves got moves. His resources well, and you got resources. Think, he has the respect of... Like, he has all the Avengers who kind of are still on his side. Yeah. And he can... He can pull people in whenever he needs to yeah. for help. And he has Captain Marvel. Yeah. Nick Fury is solid. Because you know Captain Marvel loves him. Yeah. Nick Fury is solid. Yeah, so Nick Fury. And then my other one would be Doctor Strange. Mm. Yeah, solid Because choice. Doctor Strange is kind of OP. The keeper of the mystical art. Yeah. So he is yeah. officially the strongest Avenger. I mean, that one's still up I mean, for after, after Professor Hulk. I mean, yeah. he's. I'm just saying, like, I think Wanda I think, Unchained. Yeah, Sorcerer might. Supreme did did say it though. Sorcerer Supreme did say it. I think I think Wanda Unchained could be the only person to challenge him. Could be. Yeah. And Adam Warlock. That would be a that would be a good. And Adam Warlock. But we haven't seen Adam Warlock. And Beta Ray Bill. And, or, um, him. or Reed Richards' son. He yeah. is also very very strong. Okay, and who is your arch nemesis? So I struggled with this one for a while, like because I'm not named. Wait, did you pick both? You did. Yeah. You only did Nick Fury, right? No, no Nick, Nick Fury and Doc Strange. Strange. Oh, Doc Strange. Strange. Oh, your ears. God damn. Yeah, I know, man. I swear, I don't know what's going on. So I so struggled to figure out my arch nemesis. It's tough. 
Because it's like, you can pick Thanos and... But do you really want somebody that tough to be your arch nemesis? No. So that's why I went with the Grandmaster. Which is the funniest answer to me. Because even though he's strong, he's got powers and abilities in the actual Marvel Universe. In the MCU, all he did was... He has a stick. Kidnap people. And he's annoying. Electrocute them. And his really only power was, I think... He had that stick. Having, yeah, with a stick. And, yeah. and he's so annoying. And having a, a ship that can travel through the anus. Yeah. yeah. That's really the only thing we should know he, he can do. Yeah. And so I feel like that would be, until we see his full-fledged abilities and power in the MCU, he would be an easy arch nemesis to defeat. Yeah, especially every time Jeff sees him, he's shirtless laying on a table. Hey. I mean. That's tough to beat right there. Jeff Plus, just, it's Jeff Goldblum, too, so Jeff, it's even better. Oh, my God, yeah. it's Jeff versus Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> there can only be one. All right, so quick um, rundown. Best friend. Star-Lord. Dating. Peggy Carter. Yes. Protector 1. Nick Fury. Protector 2. Doctor Strange. Arch Nemesis. Grandmaster. All right. So Solid, dude. Solid. Ebo, who are you best friends with? So... Of all of them, this was actually my toughest because mm-hmm. I had two people. Yeah, I almost went with Scott Lang because when I see Scott, I see Trey. <laughs> Back me up, Jeff. In Scott, personality wise, I would say yes. Scott is like the most lovable guy. He's handsome, but he's <laughs> like dumb as a bag of bricks. No, I, I mean he's not. He's got a master's in electrical engineering, but he's dumb. There's a difference between book smarts and being dumb. I mean, he's dumb. Yeah. I'd say he's smart. He's got a master's left on <laughs> Well, of course you would. You build airplanes. <laughs> Jeff like also it. has a degree in electrical engineering. <laughs> that's, that's true. He, but I ended up going. But which Jeff is also very smart. I ended so. up going with Sam. Uh-huh. You know, because. Sam's great choice. One, I get to be best friends with Captain America. Yes. So that's dope. That's a win. And and Sam's not as procedural and as uptight as you yeah. know, so Steve Rogers. I think we of. could have fun. Exactly. But also, I'm just I mean, this is just me wishing yeah. that he's like Anthony Mackie. Yeah. It like if, you know, it were to be real life. Yeah. And to me, being best friends with Anthony Mackie. Oh. Daddy said make him a sandwich. You made daddy a sandwich. Cut the check. <laughs> you know, just like the thing that I stole from him, where oh, he does yeah. it to Sebastian Stan and I do it to oh, Trey all the time. Dude. Look at this man. When you see this man walking down the street, he's going to be arrested because he's killing all the ladies. Pow, pow, pow. You know, he's just they have a great one dynamic. of the funniest human beings just, on the yeah, planet. one suave motherfucker. Yeah, yeah he just, is, dude. He just is, go man. on YouTube, type best of Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Like, he's a legend. Yeah. But so, I mean, it's Captain America, but he's also like, I'm just, you know, fingers crossed hoping he's going to be the coolest dude ever. Exactly. So dating, for those who are caught up with your MCU shows, my date, my wife is Sylvie. Number one, she is from Loki. Pretty powerful. Yeah. So that is you know good on me. Mm -hmm. Number two, she is beautiful. Yeah, she is. And great accent. You know, I love accent. But number three, here's the thing. Sylvie. What she wants more than anything. It's not glory. It's not power. It's not fame. It's not any of that. 
the number one concern in her life is she just wants to feel loved. Mm. So, I mean, that to me is a win because yeah. as long as I give her that, yeah, you know, we have a great life. Yeah. So yeah. Sylvie yeah. is my definite, you know, wife candidate. Right. So my protectors. Before you do protectors, who's your arch enemy? I'm getting to that. You know, uh, we gotta save that for last. Oh man, that one's that bad. person's already been mentioned. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you you know you, you for you know the tree. You, you've just forgotten it. Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> but so really my have. first protector uh-huh. is Doc Strange. I mean, okay. obviously. I mean, like we were saying, he could be the strongest character. Period. Sorcerer Supreme, Keeper of the Time Stone, so he can reverse time if needed. Yeah. You know, he trapped Dormammu, just annoyed him to death. I mean, that's pretty OP. You know, he has the entire, like, wave of people. He's got Wong. Yeah. He can invite Wong to the barbecue. Oh. I mean... Wong can fight the... Yeah, Abomination. I mean, who doesn't want Wong? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just... Wong, yeah. He has so much knowledge. He's so wise. Yeah. And he just has so many abilities. Yeah. So that's pretty cool to me. But you got to think, like, that's the magic side of things. But I got to think also more grounded. And that's why my second protector, who I want on my team, is Shuri. Oh. With Tony gone, could be the smartest person in the MCU, period. Could be, well, you still got, you know, Bruce... I'm saying, like, I think she could give him a run on oh, certain things. Oh, she definitely gives him a run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, sure, she's brilliant. She's funny. Yeah. Which I can appreciate. Yeah. You know, talks a lot of shit. I can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. But also, like, she would constantly be giving me, like, new vibranium suits, new vibranium toys. Absolutely. She, we would have a fortified, like, vibranium, like, bomb shelter. I mean, who's going to get in that? Buddy. But also, she's the queen of Wakanda. Well, technically, as of now, she's the princess. So we'll see how the movie plays out. Yeah. But still, she's like one of the rulers of Wakanda. So we have the entire Wakandan nation on our side. So we have the entire sorcerers and the Wakandans. Yeah. But my arch nemesis. Isn't that also the collector, isn't it? And it's fitting that... No. It's Jerfy's best friend. No. Peter Quill. You forgot that, Jerry? I did forget that. So, if y'all know... Oh, yeah, because the 80s... Uh, if y'all know, <laughs> I love to talk shit. Uh-huh. And I especially love to make movie references. And do you know what a joy living would be? Like, I would wake up excited... Uh-huh. If I knew there was a chance I was going to run to Star-Lord and just immediately do like an 80s insult to him. Yeah. Be like, oh, the force is not strong with this one. Yeah. And just like, he starts to say something and I just start like shaking my hips. (laughs) Be like, what are we going to do, a dance off, bro? (laughs) Hey, you know what though? Technically, Peter Parker makes more movie references than Star-Lord. Yeah, but that's not his entire M.O. Yeah. Like, you know, Quill's entire M.O. I mean, first thing he says when he sees Thanos, he calls him Grimace. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's his M.O. Yeah. Eddie, remind me, when was was, uh, Peter Quill taken by the Ravagers? When was that? Uh, 80-something. 
Okay, because he probably didn't see all of the 80s. He was probably, you know, in space. But he saw Footloose, and Footloose was like 86, 87. Okay. Footloose was late 80s. That's true. So, I mean, That's I... a good question. And I mean, I got the... I got Jaws. Yeah. I got Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I got plenty of movies. Yeah. Mr. Asset Park. Yeah. That would have been... Oh, uh, I wish. Oh, man. He missed Jurassic Park. To turn around well, and then play Well, it. and he even <laughs> said, like, he... You know, he's gotten stuff through the years. Yeah, that's so true. So he doesn't know everything. That's true. Because, like, he got those Billy Tybo DVDs, and those yeah. come out in the 90s. Right. All right, so just to refresh, yeah. my best friend mm-hmm. would be Falcon, mm-hmm. or Captain America now, Sam Wilson. Yeah. My date would be Sylvie, a.k.a. a different name that I'm not going to say just so people can get caught up. My protectors would be Shuri and Dr. Stephen Strange. And my arch nemesis would be Peter Starlord Quill. Oh, that's a solid lineup, buddy. Dude, another thing I'd be excited about is every time he shows up, I get to me- I would mess up his name. I'd be like, hey, is that Sun Lord? Is that Peter Queef? <laughs> Peter, we have a... Is that Peter Stank? Is that Peter Dilf? <laughs> That's a dilf right there. <laughs> oh, man. But, Dude, guys. That's solid list, guys. The MCU is back. Man, the MCU is back. And, guys, we want to reiterate, we all really enjoyed Black Widow. Yeah. Yes. We all really enjoyed it. That was, it was a fun movie. I will, we'll all be adding it to the collection. Oh, 100%. And I will be rewatching it. I'm actually going to take my dad Sunday to see it. Oh, Jimmy. So I'm excited. So Happy I'll be seeing it again. Jimmy. Exactly. So, we're very excited. We want y'all to go out and watch this movie. It's worth it. Marvel came back Just like strong. it's also worth it, and I'll mention it in a second, but if you go to our Instagram page where you know I post a lot of stuff, I posted a picture of uh, we went to Six Flags, mm. and I had a near-death experience. And so you can see that glorious picture with your oh, own man. eyes. Jerfy Choo Choo and Trey are also there. I've never seen a picture... <laughs> This picture speaks a million words. It really not does. A thousand. <laughs> More words than I was saying, because I was not making a single sound. Oh, go, please go on there, guys. Yeah, please, please go on. This there. needs to go viral. It does. This needs to go viral. I, I I've been trying. Yeah. But guys, like I said, if they, if you want to tell us what you liked about Black Widow, what yeah. you didn't, why our opinions are right, why they're wrong, yeah. or anything else, you want to tell us a movie to check out. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, next week. Y'all just get ready, because who needs Christmas in July when you can have Halloween in July? A.K. the best holiday of the year. Yeah, so y'all make sure to tune in next week to that one. Oh, yeah, guys. We'll make it worth your while. Give me some spookies. <laughs> but you can do this so many ways. Yeah. You can go on Facebook, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash toast2film. That's yep. the number two. You can look for us on Twitter, at film underscore toast. Yeah. You can look for us on Instagram, as I just mentioned, mm. a toast to film, all one word. Yep. Or email us directly at bingingandbrewing, that's A-N-D, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And from Trey, myself, and Jerfy, choo-choo, yep. we just wish you good night and das Badania. Good viewing, guys.